0: از ناله های اصارت لبریز است و در میان ما کسی نیست که بداند کتاب که خواهد بود موسم حساد گذشت و تابستان تمام شد و مان نیافتیم مانند فاخت
1: برای انصاف می نالیم و نیست انتظار نور می کشیم so, I studied first composition in Granada, which is my city where I was born. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was contemporary music as I started studying composition. So, at once I realized there was something like that, <laughs> even if in Spain, actually, at that time at least, we didn't have to write that much. We, we did a lot of style exercises also and all that. But um, I thought, okay, I listened to everything. What
0: what music did you listen to before you discovered what contemporary music was?
1: Up to Stravinsky Schoenberg and also a lot of jazz and flamenco. And and then I thought, okay, this is very new for me also. So I'll just listen as much as possible and see if I develop my own judgment or my own taste and if I find my place in that. So I did. And I liked it. (laughs) I saw my first concert there also. Mauricio Kagel came for a presentation and it was also it made a difference also to see a live performance. So I thought I I should see more. And I went to Darmstadt, two thousand and six. And there I met also the students and I realized they were doing a very different experience in the studies in Germany and also in other places. But I had a special interest in the people who were studying in Germany. I thought they were getting a very good education, I would say, a very good, uh, they were being very, in a very interesting way followed by the teachers and the supervisors. So I, I had at once a big interest, I met there Alberto Bernal, who was at that time studying in Freiburg. Oh my God, and, I don't know who that is. Well, he's also a Spanish composer. He okay. was just done at that time, but he told me about his experience there. So as I finished in 2007, I, I did my exams, in my entry exams in Freiburg.
0: Okay, but what what about Darmstadt? Yeah. Or what? Okay. What What about that festival made you say, "Oh, this is a good education"?
1: Oh, um, more than the festival itself. I I guess at that point I still, I just listened to everything, but I still was, I couldn't still make a proper differentiation between different categories of music or what. I really, it was just a, to be exposed. How old were you? My, I was twenty.
0: Okay, that's young.
1: Well, for Darmstadt,
0: it's, that's kind of young.
1: Yeah. It was definitely, I don't know if if young in age, but young in uh, musical (laughs) exposition, definitely. So it was not only the festival, but also just, not only the the official program, but also just to talk to the people and to see what kind of experiences of music they had done and what did they understand it should be, a music um, education or how to learn to compose and all these kind of, of questions. So... I also remember some concerts that made a big impression in me, in myself, in myself, you yes. <laughs> say?
0: Yeah, made made a, made a, it made an impression on you.
1: Okay. So very, very different things like Manus Sangaris had his miniatures there.
0: Okay. I'm talking about and, the Greek composer. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And with very, very magical concert situation also with groups of five people going inside a room at a time and... Figuring out all the what was the music about after uh, you you had to complete the experience of the music, wandering around and yeah, but also Lachemann, the string quartets, quartets, just to have the chance to listen to all this music live was for me a big thing.
0: But you're 20 at the time. Did did that cause a big shift in the way you were thinking, or like did your music change the next day? <laughs> like what you, you know what I mean? Something yeah, that, something like that at that young of an age.
1: Not next day, but I was, I was convinced that I had to go to, to Germany to learn because I was aware at once of how much to discover.
0: There was no way you could have that opportunity in Spain?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> no.
0: Okay. I,
1: even, I, was not, I didn't have a proper... I mean, it is a kind of very new speciality in, in Spain to teach composition and usually many students, they don't, they don't even have a composer as a teacher. So how can a person who is not...
0: Who teaches composer, them composition, the, the theory department?
1: Yeah, sometimes they mix. Some of them are composers somehow, but uh, it's mixed. It's mixed. With yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah it's you nice. don't even get an individual lesson. So Ugh. I know, I know. Okay. And uh, so I used to listen to a lot of music in the internet and all, but it's really not the same than a life experience. and.
0: So you you decide you decide you're going to move to Germany at that point. Yeah. What do people around you say because you're leaving the country right you have yeah. uh, i'm always interested in like the personal because i did the same thing too and then my family's like oh really you're moving away like and like what i mean what were the people around you saying did they understand that something this was something you needed to do or did you not care i mean what
1: it was, was anyway it was a shock for my family that i was composing <laughs> because they there are no no musicians in my family and it was a big um it was kind of a big drama at the beginning <laughs> Because um, they they just didn't have the association. What kind of life was I going to have? And I was also doing something very different. At, I mean, they they were expecting me to be some scientist or something like that. So.
0: Okay, was there like pressure? Did they say that out loud? We want you to be a scientist.
1: Well, yeah, of course. They, they were completely against me studying composition and all that. But they had to at some point. And then with Germany, what you're now talking about, I went... To Freiburg, first with a, with a scholarship, and I think that also made them calm a little bit and see, oh, maybe if she's got that Alexander von Humboldt scholarship, that means maybe something serious. Maybe it's not yeah. only she doesn't have to end uh, like an alcoholic uh, Wait, <laughs> <artist what? enough. laughs>
0: Oh, so they had so they had this vision of artists that you were what just yeah. like like drinking and. Yeah, or partying or they had they just had no idea what the lifestyle was like. Yeah. So they're like, What are you doing? And then there's a, of course there's these great myths about all these kind of artists that had all these kind of negative aspects to them too. yeah And they were like, Oh, she's gonna end up like that. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> <laughs> being brilliant and dying of a heroin overdose at like <laughs> exactly. at the age of twenty seven. Okay, so then you you go over here and they're mm-hmm. they're fine. I mean, they they're fine with it because you got the scholarship.
1: Yeah I think that that gave them of course some trust to think that there are they they just started discovering that there are also some serious institutions and some in some countries also there is another idea of um, the social importance of music maybe and I don't know the, the typical thing. If you say in Spain that you're a musician, or when I used to say that I'm studying composition, the typical answer to that would be, "And what else?" <laughs> of many people from, <laughs> because it mm-hmm. sounds like it's a side thing, no? It's a kind of hobby or something you do just for fun. But it's not taken as seriously as, or it was not at that time, or maybe only just in my in my cycle of. I don't know. I don't. I also don't want to make it a general. Statement. Yeah, but, but this um, is your
0: point of view. I mean, people will understand that when they listen to this, that this is your point of view of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who did you study with in Freiburg? What did you... I mean, what was that experience like?
1: It was one of the most important experiences in my life because uh, I studied with uh, Cornelius Ve and also Matthias Palinger was still there.
0: Oh, just okay. Just before
1: retiring. I just discovered a much deeper meaning of music generally not only new music but i remember just the first week i came to Freiburg, for example i i think just like 2 days after i arrived there was just by chance i i went inside the conservatory and and sat in the main hall to listen to a concert and it was uh, uh Hila playing the gamba the okay. gamba and i just could not believe i had i had never experienced before this this level of performing, and this quality, this quality of the music, I, I was just shocked in my in my seat. I just couldn't believe. And generally also, even at the school, just, I used to go downstairs to the uberkeller, the practicing...
0: Practice rooms. Or yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But actually, it's not a fun thing to do later, no? But I at the beginning, I was just really astonished, at they said, of the level of, of how, how the people were, and they were just practicing, practicing no? but it was just a, a joy to, to, to listen to the 4 Abende so the student concerts and everything. I was amazed that people were taking it so seriously. And music is so important for other people.
0: You're really at this point where you, you get there and you're just consuming everything you possibly can all the time. Yeah. Again, what does this do? What was your music like in Spain and what did it start to become in Germany? Did you feel a need to assimilate? Do you know what I mean when I say that?
1: Uh, Assimilate in which sense?
0: Adjust what you were doing in order to fit into this new scene
1: that was happening. I changed completely, but not not in order to assimilate, but in order to just know what I wanted to write. Because, you know, in Spain, I had written mainly, the most of the time you are busy making some style exercises. Like one semester, you have to write a string quartet and you have four months for that. In classical style. And then you have like two weeks left where they tell you, okay, then do quickly some contemporary stuff. Yeah, this is, this is what
0: happens when uh, theory teachers or your composition teachers, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Disaster.
1: And I yeah. also never got the chance to listen to... Anyway, I did it seriously. The contemporary stuff also. I took it very seriously, but I never had the chance to listen to that in a performance. So I was doing more electronic music in Granada, just... For the reason that I didn't need that performance, I, I didn't need a performer, someone to learn the music, and so I just could make it and listen to that and ha- get an idea. But that was actually one of the main reasons. It was not that I felt really attached to. <laughs> then I discovered that in Freiburg Then everyone
0: I've talked to that started out doing electronic music gave me that same exact answer. <laughs> it's uh, places with no performance opportunities for composers. Everybody always gravitates towards electronic music mm-hmm. because there's no other option for them to get better because you yeah. can't hear what you're doing. So, anyway, you were doing that, you were doing electronic music, and you're, you realized that once you got to Firebird, it, it actually wasn't what you were wanting to do. It was just something you were doing because you didn't have performance opportunities. Yeah. Okay, so then what?
1: It was not a need anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I also was very lucky because from the very beginning, I met some other students some instrumental specialties like a very good cellists and we continue this this friendship from that time and we had kind of developed together. This very first person was uh, Marie Schmidt, a cellist and she's also nowadays into contemporary music and all and, and also many other people but it was just very exciting to have a long time ahead just to try out things and to work together and it was a big Present.
0: Okay, but then we just have to get back to what, what did your music start sounding like? What conclusions did you come to about what you wanted to do once you were?
1: So there is some continuity that, uh, for example, in Granada already, I was always very interested in literature. So I had already made some kind of theoretical research on that, on the poetic aspects of music and some rhetorical aspects of music also I just started also writing not only the theoretical uh, level but also trying to put it into music I would say that was something that was already there but I hadn't translated yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. at that point it was very yeah it was one of my main motivations for writing music for the first years like for example I was very interested and I'm, I'm still in some aspects like for example there are there are words that have some similarities. Resemblances in music and language but mean very different things like for example meta metrics. Okay yeah. Same word but it's it is not the same in music and language and you can play in that line where these two words um, almost get together but also go away from each other at the same time. Yeah, yeah, or also syntax is another thing. It's easy to, to use the same term
0: are you do that really with concrete texts or did you yeah. somehow translate that into also semantic language of a, I don't know, like a violin gesture or something like that? Does, can, does, can that also be applied to abstract music?
1: It can be. At the very beginning, I was more interested in very in a very direct translation of these aspects. Like for example, my very first piece in Freiburg was called Linea for two female voices and a cellist. And... I was interested on exploring the what happens when two words that don't carry the stress at the same syllable. How about synchronicity? Synchronicity? Yes. Yeah, and how um, and the impossibility of of that synchronicity of these two words. For ex- example, I had the word uh, linea and Berlin. And if you tried naturally to say that at the same time, like which we can try, you say linea, I say Berlin.
0: Linea. Wait. Okay. 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 Linea?
1: I started before, because naturally you try to adjust to the stress the the, the syllable that carried the stress okay so that open, that, that very small thing opened a world for me also to try to put that together, make music out of that, and also think about what is synchronicity in, in music and not all and uh, following this principle that happens by the very simple observation of that. Two words coming together. And then later, that was this is an example of a very, very early piece, like my, my very first piece in Freiburg. And after that, I was also more and more, slowly more and more interested in also the sound of language. And for example, uh, I like a lot the music of Janacek. Uh-huh. And I, at some point I read in uh, some, some book about his music that he used to record, no, not record, but uh, transcribe, he went for a walk and all and and he just was um, listening to all people talking around and for example he saw two girls at a bus stop or the train train stop and one of the girls said to the other he won't come i mean i cannot speak uh, (laughs) but and he he would not exactly the line of the the melody so to say that of that words but also somehow the character but the interesting thing of that in my opinion, is that after that he makes his own music out of that. It's not only about the transcription, but it's also about this um, memory of what happened at that moment. What was she saying beyond the words? Even without, without a story, only the the very short event of listening to her saying he won't come. Just to try to open that, open that very small moment and see what is beyond the not only the melody of the words but what is the character like a kind of theory of the effects no and from that on composing his own music it can be just some music coming out of that not only transcription but that sound material which also contains not not only sound but uh, very almost uh, unconscious expression
0: so how do you do it so (laughs) what's your approach to that
1: so actually the first time i first i was interested as i said in this kind of aspects um, also more theoretical maybe about uh, metrics and, but not directly related to the sound and the first time i was more concerned about the sound also of language and not only the the theory and the analysis of poetry and all that was um, i wrote a piece after a, a film by the iranian Uh, Regis uh, Farag She was also a poet. And in that short film called The House is Black, it's a kind of, it's a very interesting thing. It's a a mix of a documentary film, but uh, also it's an art film. And I was very interested at that audio soundtrack level because she combines the natural sounds of the, she she goes to a leper um, kind of colony and she has this level of the, the natural sounds there. But also sometimes there is she's, her voice in off, reciting her own poems. And because I, I cannot understand Persian language, it, it happens always. Not When you cannot understand a language, you, you cannot focus on the meaning and you focus more on the music on beyond that. Yeah, and I was just yeah. fascinated by her voice. And also I think it's a big masterpiece, that movie anyway. So I started I just took out this um, soundtrack of the film I made a, a kind of tape uh, <laughs> for myself for making transcriptions
0: When you say uh, the soundtrack you mean the vo- just the voice you took out the voice
1: Not only the voice also the natural sounds okay, the concrete yeah. sounds on the which are not that many but there are some some in the film like uh, some dogs barking and some Children laughing and some people walking around and all that. It's quite a silent film, anyway. But
0: okay, so what? It, so anyway, you took that out and you made a you made a soundtrack for yourself. Yeah. Since you couldn't understand the language, everything was kind of music at that point, anyway. Yeah. So what did you do with it?
1: Well, the interesting thing is that you know it is not only music. It's impo- it's important that you know that it has also a meaning and that it has also a is something being said beyond that. And it is somehow magical at the beginning that you don't know what's behind. It's also nice if you can get to know <laughs> what is also behind later.
0: Did you ever figure out what she was saying?
1: Yes, because this film has also subtitles. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, It's cheating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not cheating. You can also just sometimes... You can know what she's saying, but you cannot follow exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I use it that translations... I, it is a piece that plays a lot with many ways of dealing with text. Like, I had not only that material, I had material from text from Baudelaire and from Perec, and from, I had just lists sometimes, like, uh, I had numbers, I had many ways of the, this, there was a piece for a for an ensemble of where some of these friends I, ha- I had in, in Freiburg from the very beginning, did perform. At the end of my studies, it was also like closing a, a time. <laughs> and yeah, they had several techniques. Like sometimes the singer would try to read the text with her, but at some point she would just close her mouth and continue like... Well, in French, I cannot speak French, so but I will tell you more or less it was like... Um. Number two, you can see a man with a... <laughs> and a hat with a... <laughs> so this idea that you're getting some parts of the meaning in the piece and some parts are completely free of that also, but they play with the suggestion of a meaning and you also have in that piece the sound of the someone writing in that sense also I I started introducing also another objects from that piece on because introducing some objects that had for me the quality of the words this openness of um, listening for example I had two, two very kind of simple but also simultaneously very open objects in that piece I had a spazierstock how do you say that
0: Spazier.
1: Stock. So that, like, old people help themselves to walk with. Uh, oh, walk!
0: I see. Whoa. See, I don't know that a walker. Yeah. Ah. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, because it appears in the film, but I mean, that's not important for the audience if they they don't have to have seen the the movie. But I had that because it it has also the. It, it was for me almost like picking up a word as simple as that, as concrete as that. But also very, very open in associations, like the singer was sitting, it's not theatrical or something, but she would sometimes make the the movement of with the with the walker, like the sound of someone walking sometimes. Also, you can have the association of a conductor and she would kind of conduct with that like it used to be in old times.
0: Okay, so this is really so. Well, first of all, I have to ask the question, is this just a pure theater piece it's not what, at all is there a cellist there are there other 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 instruments playing along did you find or is it just singers and this yeah uh, sorry this tape I, going I, on? I
1: started talking with no order at all about that yeah, piece somehow. so i'm yeah. trying i'm trying
0: to I'm trying to picture it in my head and then also i'm like you're just giving me pieces but i mean what's what's the picture what's the image of this on the stage
1: yeah like, in this, there are four musicians there are flutist uh, violinist cellist and the singer. Okay. And the singer and also the flutist, they have some objects. The singer has a, well, she has a microphone and she has a worker. And they have also the, how to say say, when you write on the... Chalk. Ah. Yeah. So I came to the worker actually because of that, because I was going to tell you that the language also appears in the way of the sound of written language. At some point at the end, they are writing. It somehow for me, it was also some kind of extension of the idea of language that I wanted to have in this piece in a very very diverse way. It was the first time that I that I played with the sound, the music in language and also at once I wanted to include as many <laughs> as it was a kind, like kind of homage to language and to, to this woman also to to Farak how did you approach the
0: how did you approach the instruments? Okay, so you have you said you had a a, a flute player for example mm-hmm. or a violin player. What was your approach to those instruments in working with this idea of the musicality of text and leaving out certain parts to make it, to suggest things that they don't understand?
1: It was also that in this piece, I had two tapes. I had one tape for them that the audience wouldn't be able to listen to, and one tape which was open for the audience as well. So they were following a text. It was a kind of click... uh, (laughs) <laughs> it was a click track. But right? it's not a click track. It's made out of language. So they were listening to that woman reciting. Because, for example, one of the problems that you have when you deal with language and music is how far does it make sense that musicians try to imitate the spoken language? Because you can... I think it is not enough. Even if you are as accurate as, as you can use, using performance, uh, harmonies, and for example, the rhythm, that's a question of no, you, you cannot really notate the a parlato. So I gave them that at click track with the voice of that woman, not only to make them play accurate parlato rhythm, but just to have this kind of very intimate situation of being listening to this voice, like... It would be a interior voice simultaneously when they are playing, and after a while, it's also a kind of building a oral tradition. But instead of only playing with the memory of that voice, to have it also. Are they the are they
0: mimicking the voice? Like, okay, I'm going to throw out example, but the voice would be like, "How are you doing today?" And then the the cello player will be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa."
1: Not exactly. So mm. the the thing is, I used some some kind of. Um, it's not an octetus, but. No, no one of them, what I want to say with that is no one of them would play the whole... Well, sometimes the singer, the, the, the singer would follow more or less the original voice and at some point also speak some Persian words in between. But they were picking up some of the points of that lines of the singer. For that reason, they needed also to follow altogether that uh, waves of language. But I didn't want them to reproduce that voice for that. I could just have played it aloud. I just wanted them to be submerged. How do you say that? Uh, Submerged. Yeah, Yeah. into that. But uh, I hope uh, they did also music outside of that. But it did turn also into some music.
0: But are you asking them to improvise? Are you asking them to improvise along
1: with it? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Are you
0: asking them? To have, is there notated? Mu- is there notated music in front of them, and then they have to wait till they hear a certain sound on their on the voice they're following in their headphones to play a gesture? Like how how is this? I mean, I this, maybe this is boring for people to listen to, it, but I'm interested in it. So how is this technically done? Yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it was um, in the school, in that score. There is no. No rhythm uh, notated. It is a, the, the text is notated phonetically. So this text is a kind of timeline. I mean, not, not through the whole score. There are also bars in other parts and all that. But for, for those parts notated like that, they will follow the phonetical transcription of the text as a kind of timeline. And they would have lines going from some precise uh, concrete syllables of the text where they have also to play something synchronized to that and since they are all of them listening to the same tape together they are also all synchronized
0: wow so this is really out of the box huh as far as like regular notes like you went from writing a string quartet in the classical style (laughs) to doing something like really outside of what notated of what normal notated music is. Yeah. This is kind of a theater piece with headphones and they're listening to phonetics and they're kind of following it along with their instruments. Was this big leap necessary? I mean did you was is this is this, this is this like the first piece you did when you got when you got there? Did it
1: No, the very first piece I wrote was this linear I was telling you about oh, yeah, 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 actually yeah. the first oh, very first piece that was maybe I should give it to you. It's very reduced actually. I started I just thought everything was too much and <laughs> No, this one, I guess I had been... This, this was my last piece before leaving Freiburg, the one I, I was talking about. Okay, okay. With the... Yeah.
0: So you'd, been there, so you'd been there for a while?
1: I was there for almost four years, yeah.
0: Did it work? Were you happy with this? What's the name of this piece, by the way?
1: L'autre, Like L'autre. Uh, the other. Okay, in Fran- okay. In French. Sort of okay. In
0: French Were you happy with it? I mean, did, did it work well? Did, you, you know, I mean, you, you have this idea and you want to produce a certain type of result from this that hopefully people can grab onto and say, oh my God, she's working with language and she's doing these things of these concrete bits that I can grab onto. And then there's these other parts that are specifically in other language that's meant for me to kind of try and fill in what it is, but I can't because I don't know the language. So it's just a piece of music to me at that point. Like, did it work?
1: It was, for me, it was was special because I think... I think I didn't include all these aspects of language because I had been very careful in my pieces before, like only concentrating very, very hard in only one aspect of this relationship. Of because I saw in every small word, like that, what I told you before, of two words meeting at the stress uh, syllable, I thought that was already that big, that and and that interesting for me at that time, that it was enough. It was enough for writing a whole piece around that and in that one's in that piece in that one I, th- I think I I was for the first time more adventurous I'm more also fascinated by sound I had been also before but I had been more concerned about showing these very very small details and make them come to the surface but there was not a rich palette as with this piece of course um there are always things that you feel that could be better and that you could improve and all. But I had also a very good experience with the musicians. But it's
0: funny because that's the, all the ideas you were kind of, or not the the one idea you were kind of presenting to me words, if we want to meet at a stressed vowel, then you have to start before me. And that type of weird synchronization of the stress of different words. Mm -hmm. That's a very pedagogical idea. Like Mm. almost something that if you write a piece based on that, people will be able to, grab onto it immediately, what you're doing.
1: Right? Yes, yes. But
0: but for a piece, for the other piece that you were describing, L'Otra, or The Other, yeah. can I just call it the English, the, the Other, there's so many things going on in that that it kind of creates this like rich, broad idea of language that just people get submerged in. So is there something you want them to grab onto in something like this? Is it just kind of a general experience of they're supposed to kind of take what they want from it and not be directed so much?
1: Well, I don't think sometimes I guess there is also music that is not so complex, and that you can also pick up very easily what's about. But you cannot only describe and get an idea, and you and you don't have to listen to that. I like when it makes a difference that you do listen to that, and even if you pick up it quickly, it's important for you to have made that experience. Maybe no, but uh, that's true that it was much more open in interpretation. Also, that last piece reading Freiburg so and I felt also comfortable with I enjoyed also just the sound much more than before the world of exploring sound
0: just as a visceral idea or something like that it just it it doesn't matter if you you can't immediately grab onto the idea or process it Mm -hmm. process what's going on like the principle at play immediately but it just hits you in a certain way where people like wow this just sounds really unique Mm -hmm. and that's enough for you for this piece the openness is interesting enough in its in itself yeah and it doesn't necessarily have to be a certain principle of at play that you're working at within the field of language Mm -hmm. when was this
1: this was 2011.
0: what have you done since is all the stuff you notate very open still what direction have you taken this in
1: oh (laughs) different different things happened in between language has still it's, and I guess it's always going to be important for me. But it doesn't have to be in every piece I write. So uh, right after that, I wrote a piece for Aleph Guitar and Quartet, which is not that related to music. But somehow I had to come back to that. I, I had the There's language
0: in it, though. People are speaking in it, right?
1: I know, but, <laughs> but there's going to be a revision of the piece, and I'm going to take the part out. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, you know, it was just that I couldn't, I couldn't write a piece without text. I need it at some point. It is not based on a text or anything, that whole piece. But right at the end, I wrote that part, which is not the end, but it's uh, like, I don't know, after two minutes or something. And I just needed to listen to him talking something. <laughs> but, if you, saying something. But,
0: but if you can't write a piece without text, what's the big deal? If that's what you do every time, then why did you feel a need to do something? Were you looking at it as a crutch, as the walker that the old person needs in order to walk? Or... Like were you dependent on it in a bad way or like
1: actually I think it was that that one was a very strange reaction I had because I had actually finished that piece for this Aleph, guitar quartet. And I don't know why. I just studied that part and I think it was just like kind of I don't know, a reaction or something. No actually the opposite of a reaction. Like the (laughs) a reaction would have been just to leave it like that without the reminiscence of language. But as I said, I'm going to visit that piece again. But then the only thing is I really had the feeling after this Lotre that I had to make, to write a sister piece of that, exploring some new paths I had opened, but without language. And that's what I did or without language in that um, overtaking way. That is...
0: What was that? What was that part that you discovered that you thought could be applied to other pieces without language?
1: Oh, Without language or... With language in a, at another level, that it doesn't have to be there, in the under the form of words being said, or that I shouldn't need the singer or something. So I wrote a piece, l- 2012, for Handwerk that I consider somehow a sister piece to that one. Would I try to put on the table some things that still were on my mind from that other time? And that I thought had to be done also in another way, also a bit more free of that of that presence of of the language under so many forms. So that was just a handful of earth. Yeah, you were asking me what did I do since since then? No, and I oh, came yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to talk about I was just wanted to tell you that it had a consequence that last piece from Freiburg in that other piece, a handful of earth that I did afterwards.
0: What I'm asking you is what was the consequence? You said the piece you did in Freiburg, there were things that you took from that that you thought were about language, but weren't dealing with it in a concrete way that you applied to this piece for Handwerk.
1: Mm-hmm. What was it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So also for the second time, I had a soundtrack in mind, also from an Iranian filmmaker, in this case, uh, Kiarostami. I'm just, I'm somehow fascinated by these people. I think they, they have something very special that I don't know from other...
0: These filmmakers or these, or Persian, or yeah, the Persian culture?
1: I started, it is started because of uh, f- these filmmakers, but the more I know about this Persian culture, the more I like it. But anyway, in this case, was this Kerosami soundtrack also? I dealt with this soundtrack in a very different way than I did with one before. Like, uh, well, I like the idea of having a soundtrack separated from the image of the movie, because you're taking it also completely out of context. It's also interesting to see how these Foley artists do their soundtracks. If you don't see what they are doing together with the image is, I guess, it's a completely different word. But in this case, for example, the piece starts with the musicians playing on the stage. A lot of 80 sounds and kind of shh, but very differentiated. So, this piece starts with 80 sounds and kind of articulated, also, it's not like it's not a texture or something. And later, this comes back, and you realize what was that about because it comes back with the tape, and they are all the sounds of a car driving along the very empty and long road, and you just can listen to the the difference of the sound when the driver changes the... Gear. The gear. But the frequency changes of the basic sound of the car. Yeah, and, yeah. And or uh,
0: you mean like when a car changes gear, it goes... Rrr, rrr, something like that? Yeah, or are you talking n- about the wind? Or, yeah.
1: yeah, it's not only about accelerating, but somehow, just the, just try it. Just the basic sound of the car changes to another one. It's not only the going faster, slower. And also... Well, he this Sami he loves this kind of road movies and with uh, the situation, the intimacy of the situation of being sitting in a car talking to someone. And I was also interested in the the situation of the car from the sound perspective. Like you're sitting there, you're listening to another person talking to you very close. So I have I have a lot of perspective in the, in the aspect of the perspective in the piece because I also and uh, so you, you have a person sitting close to you and speaking to you, but also, and you you listen. To, like, it's a kind of filter. This window of the car. You can listen as you drive by. You can listen also to children playing there, or someone's working in a big um, building, new building, or some road works are going on. And at some point, this person opens the window regularly, and someone just uh, all these sounds just. Uh, Just come inside this small world of the car and everything changes. Thank mm-hmm. you. for me it was a it's a very general idea of perspective but i also played with that like in this piece there are several dialogues between the percussionist who is a kind of a driver for me in my, in my composition and the other instruments and i was trying to play with having them the the whole time sitting in the same place in the stage but i tried to to create different feelings of so farness i do you say being far distance distance, distance and yeah and different situations of this dialogue with the percussionist.
0: Are these goals that you have just a starting point for an inspiration to get you going? Do you have this idea and you go, oh, this would sound amazing, how do I do it? Or do you say, oh, this is a great concept for a piece, and then what happens sonically is almost not as important as the concept that I have to help me create it?
1: No. Actually I wouldn't be happy if that would be the case. I don't think it is enough to have a to be very satisfied with their own magical word or something and if you are not able to to transmit it, no? So of course people won't listen that there is a driver there <laughs> and that he's talking to someone. But you would listen there is a dialogue with the percussion and different characters around the piece. And also it's not always the same kind kind of dialogue, but this um music is changing. It's a different way of a music dialogue every time. And also what I try to in general terms, and I, what I hope is audible at some point in this piece, in this piece is, a, is a kind of trauma. Funeral march. Say that again. Trauma march. Funeral march, no? For the funeral march. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. yes yeah. Okay. So, but it's, it's, it is... So I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain. I would, for example, take this idea of the funeral march and think why do we listen to some music and recognize it as a funeral march why is this done dun, dun, this pesante and this specific metrics why is this immediately for a cultural? It's, it's like a, it's a, a, an effect or a yeah, an association an we, assist-
0: you know we, we hear certain rhythms we hear you know funeral march music and we automatically know what that is yeah yeah
1: so i was trying to listen to very different forms of that and dealing with, for example, I would listen to Don Giovanni during that time, but also to these brass bands from New Orleans who go, just playing very loud, going to the cemetery. And also this, this is also already very different, this Mozart, than uh, some blues also based in a funeral match, or some Beethoven, or... Like uh, he he takes from, from Mozart directly you know, from this Don Giovanni in his Moonlight Sonata. So I was interested in, in that. What is a what is a pesante in music? A music that has a, a lot of character, but not only in one way, in one certain way. I came to that also because of the film, but I'm trying to explain but because it, it is about one man who wants to commit suicide. And he asks three different people if they are going to help him. In, in the case, he makes that just to go the the day after and cover his body with earth. So, of course, people in the audience, they won't listen to that because I'm not telling that. They won't listen to that and they don't have to have seen the movie and all. But they will listen. There is some association to this very pesante music. At some point, they might recognize there is the rhythm of a funeral match and that the music might be developing from some materials related to that. Also, I had an object again, And I had had the earth. So it is again an object that for me is almost like having a word. It's uh, very concrete, very open, but the first, well, the percussionist and the clarinetist, they both have a small box of wood and a lot of earth. So, of course, the first time that the percussionist throws a handful of earth on that, I guess one of the first associations also with that pesante and all is. uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Of course. I mean,
1: but my interest is also to go beyond that, to open that again. That sound, how? But that's the,
0: that's like the beginning of the piece.
1: No, uh, the beginning was this trans- this transcription of the of the car, okay. and it, this um, this moment of recognition afterwards when you listen to the original soundtrack of that transcription.
0: It's crazy what you're doing. You're taking almost like the idea of this movie, you're removing any concrete things from it, and then trying to distill the essence of it with sound and movement.
1: That's an important thing for me, because that's something similar I was, going, I was telling you with Janacek. It's about extracting the, what I call character, and you just said uh, substance. It, of.
0: It's really cool. Though. You're like transcribing a movie in a really strange way, aren't you?
1: Yeah, because yeah. indeed I don't want to tell a story with that. Yeah. But I want to create that substance not only from the movie but also from all the music or from the language or from whatever you can listen to which is surrounding us surrounding us. Yeah.
0: So. Anyway I like that. So what else did what else did you do in order to distill this idea yeah. that well, you for got example, from this movie?
1: With that with that the gesture of the earth, that could be a bit too placative. How do you say that Yeah, English? obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you just leave it by that. So what do I do to open that very visual also event? Well, the percussionist will start to very, he, he would turn his hand down with a handful of earth on that and very slowly leave the earth fall on top of the already thrown earth. So you start also opening the ears of the audience to this other sound of earth falling on On earth, but very, very softly and very like small drops, but not drops, it is earth. So you start also dissociating. So there are many ways also of dissociating a first association and trying to open it also in another ways. Also with words, but I use it in this case with earth, is repetition. After 10 times that someone is throwing regularly, but very slowly, but regularly, this earth is like repeating 20 times the word table. Table. Did, and at some did, point, you don't listen to the meaning anymore, but you listen to music of the word. So I guess something similar happens also by repeating that gesture or also changing it. In sorry, you went.
0: Did the box? I'm not, I'm just curious now because I only heard an audio recording of it. And that's all. That's all people are going to be able to hear. Was the box in the shape of a coffin or was it just a box?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> It's <laughs> just a wa-
0: am I'm wondering now. Now that I think I'm finally getting my head around this, is that I'm wondering how literal you are sometimes when it comes to these associations, right? Because dropping because dropping dirt on a wooden box is very that's really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, people are going to understand that as what people do at a funeral. They drop, mm-hmm. you know, like the family members drop the dirt on a, at least in Catholic ceremonies. Yes, you know, they drop the dirt on the box, and I'm wondering how close you feel okay with getting to a literal translation.
1: Well, that's the point. I would never use a form of a coffin because the idea is that even if it is, it can be a bit too obvious at the beginning what is intended behind and also the music has something of that, that's especially, especially what I want is to open that and to make you forget what was your first association to that. When I use objects, they have to be open enough like this walker also you can or, or sometimes well that's a problem with with science also it is difficult to dissociate your very first impression of them but it can be also a challenge musically for the sound and for how how to how to get out of the it's like like I was saying with the word you can say a very stupid word during a performance and you can think that that was terrible at that moment why is this person saying the cut but this, you're breaking the hole. But maybe, well, once you're there, <laughs> if you, for some reason someone wanted to put a the cat there, or I wanted to put this earth, because also the sound was important for me. So the the next step is to think, what do I want to do with that? Is it possible to take that? Would it be maybe a good experience, an important experience, to listen to that in a way you wouldn't listen usually, because it's the, the gesture c- comes too hard and too present yeah so the idea is liberating also a bit that object and the gesture of the gesture itself
0: yeah if you get if you get too close to the actual thing that inspired you in the first place then you're almost ruining what you the effect that you wanted to have mhm i wonder if you would get a vastly different result with a completely different, t- I'm I'm just saying we're since since you seem to be inspired by movies and these documentaries and these in the Persian language, I almost wonder if you would get a completely different result if you did like, depending on the genre. Mm-hmm. I wonder how m- much of a difference you would get from two completely polar opposite movies, and how consistent they would be because of your. Own intuition and sensitivities and and, and how you interpret things. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let's say, and I mean like polar opposites. Like this Persian documentary film, and then a really cheesy comedy <laughs> that came out in like nineteen ninety six or something, yeah. yeah, or something like that. What would happen if you had to do the same thing to a movie that you hated?
1: <laughs> you know what but, I mean? Like what, yeah. would would
0: would would you find a way to get the same result or? Would the result be in music material that you also hated?
1: So, see, there is this thing with movie. It sounds like I always... Actually, it is only these two cases that that I work with movies and with Iranian movies. And it was also intended that the second time. It's also yeah, an yeah. Iranian, Iranian movie. But I don't. I couldn't work with a movie I hate. Or with a... I mean, not only movies, but this is it's the same idea beyond Janacek. This idea of... Um, just being aware of your environment. It can be that you concentrate on the movie. I have been concentrating on poetry before. I can just want to make some music out of the sound of a train passing by. They're all very poetic images, that's true. But I just don't like... I don't understand also all these uh, cheesy materials that actually other composers do, no? sometimes just take something. I guess it is also a bit dangerous to take materials that you love so much, like I did with these movies. I don't know if it is always a good idea. But also, I I keep some dist- distance to that. At some point, I also go far from that and try to concentrate on the music that is coming out.
0: At a certain point in the, in the process, yes. do you stop thinking about the original material and obviously. just and, and and just approach it as musical material obviously and, and and how far along is that in the pro like do you t- spend the first two-thirds writing the piece just focusing on the movie or do you spend like the first one-tenth just r- focusing on the movie and then the rest of the nine-tenths is just you working with music
1: yeah definitely yeah. Uh, see for example also with uh working with a poem or something i i guess every time I compose, I'm trying to give an answer to something that had made an impression on me. Uh, it can be another work of art, but it can be also a all-day situation or some event or some something that made an, an impression on me. But I'm not trying to translate that into music. I think that would be a, a very exact translation of that that won't be necessary because that has been said already by har- by Farax art or by... Uh, the poet or by that train passing by there and trying to transcribe. It is my reaction to that. The important thing. So I guess it's it's necessary that at the quite a early level of the work, I try to think myself what am, what am, what do I want to say to that? What is my answer to that? And try to complete it in another from another perspective. Otherwise, it will make sense.
0: Is your answer sometimes antithetical to? what the original material was do you know what i mean by that like so maybe i'm just taking an example of that you're slowly dropping the dirt on the box and you you've worked with that and you've gotten that material from the theme of the movie Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your intuition or your reaction is to do something that is like that starts knocking on the box violently well, obviously you don't do that at a funeral. You, you don't drop the dirt and then knock on the box. Yeah. But it's a direction that you felt had to go that may have been not as loyal to the idea. Does that ever Does that ever happen?
1: See, in the mom- from the moment on that I take the Earth, that's the last connection to the movie. I'm not thinking anymore in the... There is not a single mo- moment in the... This Earth is mentioned, but you never see also the gesture of putting it in the box. So I just take it as a very concrete, but very out of context object, beside of that everyone knows that it is, I mean, out of context of the movie, just as a, as a general known thing that Earth is thrown into a situation. But uh, from that moment on, this, it is already separated from the movie. Anyway, also, beside of my music, I like to spend some time, for example, in the case of the poem, just analyzing what's going on there and reading it many times. And so I'm getting something out of that. Sometimes it may happen that it turns into music, but from a very early moment uh, it is going to have a musical sense so otherwise i think it would be really dangerous for the same reason i was telling you before because something has been said already and you don't have to repeat it to double it
0: do people listening to the piece is this part of their program note that they know that it's based on something else or that the original moment of inspiration and also kind of the the way you're translating and abstracting is from a concrete source? Is is it important for them to know this concrete source in the first place? No. Okay.
1: You know what I did for that program text? I just said, I I wish it would be just (laughs) around, just read it to you. It was just a small made-up text with sentences out of Don Giovanni written in cursive. And mixed with some sentences out of the movie, but also some musical indications so it was just to give an in very short text also it was just to give an idea of some some different context where people were talking maybe about the taste of cherries no actually i like i don't like to be too precise in this situation because it has to be very personal experience for everyone so no i don't give that kind of information
0: i have one more question and it's kind of dumb i might cut it out but you spend all this time talking about language what's your favorite language <laughs> which one which one do you like the sound of the best
1: so i guess in order to really like the sound of a language you have y- to
0: not understand the language yes. yeah i agree with that only because, because i started t- hating t- german less after i started understanding it more
1: you started hating german less
0: because the sound of it is just horrific
1: i know, right? <laughs> I
0: know. but once you understand it oh. then it's not about the sound anymore
1: yeah that's right yeah then
0: then, it's, right. then you're actually then you're actually functioning in the world and you're not so concerned that you're going all these Ugh, yeah, uh, uh. yeah.
1: <laughs> i know but i yeah. do like german language actually but yeah you're right i like it better yeah yeah. After like, learning it. yeah but no we're talking only about the sound so i don't know well this person woman i guess it depends also really on the person who is uh like there are some i don't remember the name now but some Old actors, English actors, they have the very, very hard uh, British accent reciting. These theatre actors reciting Shakespeare or something, that's amazing how the voice vibrates. So Ezra Pound reciting his own poems. And that's English, but that can be, which is a very common, very it's in the ears of everyone somehow. But it can be very different, no? Or Italian language, I think, is wonderful. But it can be also very, it can get on your nerves if it's about someone trying to get you inside his restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it really depends on the language situation.
0: Okay, well, we've been talking for a while. Thank you for doing this.
1: Okay, thank you too.